0: <laughs> 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 like, so uh, this uh, I wish we <laughs> yeah, could use right. that as the cold open. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Got our oh, cold open, open. done. Oh man.
2: <clears throat> oh my God. Oh wow. <sighs> oh boy. Okay. It sounds like the mics are sounding good.
3: In need of a top dog electrician, for over 35 years, Piper Electric has been the most fairly priced, dependable, and trustworthy electrical contracting company in the Denver community. If you call 303-646-6765, they will give you the BSN back-to-school hookup and save you 20% off your next service call. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work. Don't forget, you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off your next service call let's get on with the show
1: nobody out three and two on charlotte
0: Jokic gets it across the timeline gets a high pick and pop with murray Lindsay breaking through taken away by nathan mckinnon two on two with landis he has done it again
4: vaughn miller ladies and gentlemen top two hands nikola Jokic. Oh, goodness gracious me.
0: Take a good look. You won't see it from long. Two run home run. Trevor Story.
3: Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery, your official BSN Denver beer. I'm your host, Ali Monroy. Andre Simone is on the board and we have the core four back in the building. Welcome, guys.
5: Glad to be back. I haven't been on this podcast in like months, it feels like. Yeah, it feels like it has been a really long time.
3: If you don't know who the core four is, Drew Creaseman, Harrison Wind, Ryan Konigsberg and A.J. Hayfley. We've got a lot to talk about in this first segment today. We've got Hockey's back. The Rockies won a game. The Broncos <laughs> lost an actual game. And the Buffs won and CSU won. And uh, the Nuggets haven't really done much yet.
5: Nuggets are chilling. <laughs> nuggets nuggets <laughs> are in chill mode still. <laughs> Everybody's on vacation still.
3: All right, let's start off with <laughs> hockey. Hockey being back. AJ, you are in California. How was that?
4: It was sunny. It was enjoyable. Um... You get five hockey teams in a tiny rink together and a bunch of kids fighting for jobs and sometimes literally. And it was a, it was a good time. It was fun to watch. And a uh, bright future in Colorado. A lot of top prospects played pretty well. so It was it was great to get out there and actually just be at the rink again, honestly.
3: Any rookies that stood out to you?
4: Yeah, there were a whole bunch of them. Um, Tell and, us about them. Bowen Byram was really good. And, I mean, you draft him fourth overall. Uh, his first game, he looked... I mean, he just dominated. And you know Connor Timmins uh, coming back from the concussion was really solid. Uh, you know high IQ players. Uh, Shane Bowers also a high IQ guy, and good two way player. Guys that should be pushing for the Avs in a year or two. So they were they were like your top guys. They're the top prospects that went out there. They played the best. It was it was what you wanted to see from them.
3: Are you excited for preseason hockey to start?
4: Uh, I mean preseason hockey is an <laughs> abomination. But <laughs>
3: that's what Ryan was but saying. But other than earlier. that, it can't be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm Ryan excited for training pre-season camp. Preseason anything. It can't be
4: worse than preseason football. Tra- tra- it, dude, it's it's pretty bad. Really? It's Cause very very slow. In we go has tickets
3: yeah, to Ali September was like, oh, 17th.
0: Oh, oh I want to go to this uh, Avs preseason game, and
4: I was like,
3: what? I miss hockey. Like, I tell you what,
4: like one would be fun. Yeah, like, I, I miss hockey. One would, I want to watch. Them. One would be fine, but you're not gonna see hockey. You're gonna see shinny. And you're you're gonna see a very like bad We're gonna have version. to rewind
0: real quick. Harrison and I just <laughs> looked at each other. <laughs> it's it's
4: like hockey. It's it's like a very casual, um like like a like Shinny? A, yeah. <laughs> so
0: would you say the Broncos were playing Shinny on Monday night? The shinny version of football, like um, shitty? No, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we broke
4: Harrison. <laughs> yeah. Like this, this can't no, be a word. I don't it's, understand. It's just like it's like non-contact back and forth. Like mm. you don't, you're not playing defense. There's no scheme. There's no. So we
3: ain't gonna see any fights or no. anything. It does sound like I, the Broncos. Yeah, Broncos <laughs> say,
4: you might, ex- you might see a fight just because it. It kind of depends. Does Josh Anderson play? Because if he does, he'll probably try and punch somebody. Okay. Uh, most of the other abs guys. Won't mess around with that. That's not how you win a job anymore. So, I doubt we see Shame. a lot of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the one sport where, like, in, in any of the rest of our sports, that there are fights in preseason, it's a big news story. You shouldn't be. Remember the year that uh when Tulowitzki and Yulian Jimenez, after Yulian left, oh, yeah. and he hit him in the sp- in spring training, like that's a big deal, right? But in hockey, you're like, come on, hit him. <laughs> come on let's go what do what you what do you what do you you don't you don't have it like you might this guy might not be our guy he didn't go out
4: there and, and get it done i guess if that's changing now but it's yeah funny. fighting isn't as it's a lot more of a skill thing you know like this over the weekend we were at the
1: <laughs> you, know, you know we were at the we were at the rookie showcase and
4: like all the fights that took place were very out of place because it was just like what you doing how right. many preseason games are there in hockey it depends. There's six to eight, depending on which, however many uh, each team wanted to play. So yeah, that's, play that six. seems
5: like four to six too many. Uh, yeah,
4: <laughs> I think there are two meaningful preseason yeah. games that it should be two games long, and that's it. That's which a remat- one are
3: the are the meaningful ones.
4: The last two, because that's that's the one where you get as close to uh, your NHL lineup as possible.
3: So that's the one I want to go to. The last ones. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You still okay. don't want to go.
4: Yeah, it'll still be
0: <laughs> just avoid preseason sports at all uh, at all costs, except for spring training. Yeah, just yeah, because it's it, it's nice fun. weather. It's it, an experience, it. and there's a casino right nearby,
1: and the tickets are cheap, and uh, and actually like the players who are the next ready, like it's a bigger thing. It's a much larger pool in baseball. I feel like there's a lot of dudes, and every team with twenty-five to forty-man ros- uh, rosters, you're gonna see some of these guys. You just are. So if you watch the Rockies spring training last year. You saw a lot of Sam Hilliard and Dom Nunez and some of these pitchers that have come up, Peter Lambert, some of these guys who are, are hoping to make an impact in the future. So, Whereas a lot of these other guys, if you don't do well in preseason and other sport, you're just going to get cut and not even be on the team again. Like You actually get to see the future of your organization when you watch spring training.
0: The weird thing about preseason or spring training baseball is like the starters play like the first three or four innings, and then they just leave. Right. Like they don't even like stay in the dugout <laughs> and like watch the rest of the team. They're like, all right, I'm not watching this garbage anymore, and they just they go won't. to the they go to the locker room and go home.
1: I was gonna say they don't even stay in the clubhouse. They will literally change and go to the bar, it, the wh- casino, sure, wherever <laughs> the yeah, casino. the casino like you said yeah, wherever you want to go. There's a lot of pretty places in Scottsdale.
3: Well, speaking of the Rockies, they won a game,
1: a whole baseball game.
3: They broke a seven-game losing streak at Coors Field, so fans were pretty excited yesterday. Yeah, well, the, the <laughs> Car-
1: Cardinals I, I was going to say all the Cardinals fans. It was probably 70-30 Cardinals fans oh. or Rockies fans. And
0: I love all the, the red going home sad in Colorado this week. <laughs> yeah,
1: I tried to tee up Bud Black to, to talk about that a little bit, but he gave a, a different answer to the question about how <laughs> great Denver is, a place to come see baseball games, which is true. But it was kind of interesting uh, seeing them. I mean, it was a game with stakes for the Cardinals, and it was a really well-played baseball game. So there was a level of excitement to it. Once you were like, because you could tell the Cardinals are out there really trying to win the ball game. Like they're still trying to make the postseason. The Rockies at some point were like, we're not just going to let you have this. Yeah. And I and I thought it was a great moment of like personal professional pride for every member of the Rockies who took the field last night, especially the pitchers, Chichi Gonzalez, who got his first win as a member of the Rockies since
3: 2015. That's his, his first, first win, win. In,
1: in several years. That's yeah. crazy. And he couldn't have been more excited about it afterwards in the clubhouse. He was, you know, it meant a lot to him. It, it, my, the win might not have meant a lot to many Rockies fans out there. It meant the world to Chichi Gonzalez. And it was pretty cool uh, to see that. And and it meant the world to Carlos Estevez, who got out of the one major jam there that they were in. He got two big strikeouts with runners in scoring position. He inherited a tough situation. And, yeah, they, you know, it wasn't quite uh mike malone take that l on your way out you know but it was kind of a nice the cardinals came in they they invaded your stadium Mm -hmm. they brought all their fans here and they're trying to win these games it's important down the stretch and you shut them down and you got to feel pretty good about that
3: sounds a little familiar to saturday at Folsom field
1: yeah a little bit l on the way out take that l on the (laughs) way out yeah well when that many opposing fans pack your house I I do think it's going to feel a little bit extra good to send them home quiet because they hear that noise. They do. They hear when the loudest the game was was in that inning where the Cardinals were making their run and when it looked like they were going to come back and win the game. And there wasn't a big explosion of energy when Carlos Estevez got the strikeouts to get out of it. There was more as the rally was going. So that silence almost has to be the thing that you play for, right? And I, I love seeing that in pro sports. You're playing, even in your home park. You're playing to silence the crowd. That, that takes some. I'm, I'm not sure what the word is. Can I use the word chutzpah?
0: Did <laughs> I did I pronounce
5: that correctly? I think you can use. Did that. I get enough ch in there? Yeah,
1: okay. Okay. I can confirm
3: that's
1: <laughs> correct pronunciation. Thank you.
3: Well, without
0: how, oh. how many games are left?
1: Two many. <laughs> it's just 20 something. Some, some, yeah. <laughs> this is a, a lot. There's still another. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's. They just started a nine-game homestand, nine consecutive days with no days off. Uh, then they go out of town, then they're back for three more, and then a couple more in the season. I'm trying to f- hit
5: one more Rockies final. game before the season's out. Yeah.
1: Hit one more.
0: It's a good Friday nighter. Yeah. Maybe hmm. next week. Go off a little bit.
1: Nolan Arenado might hit a ball 482 feet.
0: Yeah, um, that was a that bomb. That
3: was onto the concourse. Yeah. Right? No, out of the stadium. Out of the I stadium. I think it bounced
5: on the concourse and, and then, then and into bounced the
1: over. player's parking lot. Mm. Yeah, I've only seen that one other time. It was Trevor's, Trevor's story, story last year, but yeah, I've only ever seen it was that, that
0: the
3: one home game. Yeah, yeah. That one, one was like 503. 505. 505. 503.
4: Like the Green Chili. No, the one fell on his knees only went like 470 something.
2: Jeez, pick it up, man. know.
3: All right, with that, let's move. Let's talk a little buffs. I know Ryan's very anxious to
0: – Sweet, we don't have to talk about the Broncos yet? <laughs> <laughs> let's do good football before we get Yes, do good
3: football. football. CU and CSU both won this weekend. Ryan, how was that win against Nebraska?
0: Oh, man, it was a dream. Like, that's what you dream of when you see this game on the schedule. I think they scheduled it, like, seven or eight years ago at this point. And, like, if you had told me at that time – you get to have a massive second-half comeback, go into overtime, and win the game, including, like, a legendary 96-yard flea flicker that flips the <laughs> momentum. Like, this is the stuff that, like, dreams are made of when you're a fan of a team. So uh, it's one of those ones that you'll never forget. Just like I said last year when when you know when we went into Lincoln and beat them there and I was there for that, this one was even more special just because of the, the moments in the game. The fact that there was <laughs> – <laughs> the fact that they're... really, Andre. I muted my mic. You can't hear what I just did, but you guys I are totally all laughing and interrupting the show. So jokes on you! <laughs> like that you've heard of the, the elephant scene. in the room? That's what that actually sounded like. <laughs> Anyways, uh, um, the just you know the fact that there was so many Nebraska fans there like made it extra satisfying. I love what Matt McChesney said. He's like, at first I was pissed, and then after the game I was like, I'm glad you guys got to see that us. He used profanity. Matt McChesney words, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like I'm glad we get you guys got to see us beat you. So it was an amazing weekend. It was like total college football all weekend in Boulder, and uh, the Buffs are back under Mel Tucker.
3: How Im- after a win like that, like and just the rivalry in general, how big is it for this game to be scheduled every year?
0: You're you're never gonna get it every year, but why? You, because that just doesn't happen. College I mean, football's stupid. <laughs> you can <could> point <laughs> I mean, at like BYU Utah and say like it should
2: be like BYU Utah.
0: Yeah, I'd be fine with it. I just don't think it will happen. Um, probably because Nebraska's scared now. But uh, <laughs> oh,
5: definitely. I, that's mm-hmm. definitely I, the reason why.
0: I I just think it, it it won't be that. That's setting our sights too high. But I would love, uh, you know, a home and home at least every four years would be great.
3: Well, we had a tailgate on Franklin Field with BST, and we're going to have that every home game, so be sure to stop by. Harrison stopped by and had some fun. What did you think yeah, of the tailgate? Yeah, I had some
5: fun with uh, Flamingo. the Flamingo. Flabongo, Fla- 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 please Bongo. call it by its proper name. <laughs> the the uh, Flabongo. No, it was great. I mean, I love college football. Happy it's back. And uh, the coolest thing about this game, just looking back, Ryan kind of mentioned it, but this is going to be a game that is like a program-defining game, probably. Like regardless of what Mel Tucker does, I think, probably always remember that win over Nebraska in his first year.
3: I mean, it's just my, for those freshmen that were there, like my little brother, he got to watch an incredible comeback. His first game ever at Folsom yeah. as a student and then got to rush the field. Like that's that's what creates this fan base to keep going with those younger students who haven't really seen that type of success in Boulder besides you know, the rise
5: you know when i knew the buffs are gonna win this game when we were standing at the tailgate and the buffs were walking into the stadium and at mel. the front of the pack mel tucker walking in like a boss with like some <laughs> gucci backpack and Yelp. just dressed in all black i knew right at that moment <laughs> it was gonna be a good day
0: oh god that was so much. Led- he's such i'm just gonna say he's such a badass yeah like the way that he carries himself the way that he walks, the way that he talks, like even when he led them out, Henry had a great video of him le- leading them out on the field, like before they ran out with Ralphie, he just, he looks in charge and he's so calm and collected. That was like something, we were sitting in the 12th row right behind the Buffs bench and I was just watching Mel like throughout the entire game. 17-0, he had the exact same demeanor as 17-14, the same demeanor as 31-31 The entire game, he just was calm. And I was at the press conference yesterday where he talked about, you know, why weren't weren't you yelling or why why do you keep it so calm and cool on the sidelines? And he's like, you know what, I'm trying to do what's best for the players. It would be very self-serving for me to just, like, let out my anger because I'm mad that someone messed up. But what does that help? It doesn't help anything. The only thing I can do is try and teach them and make it, you know, a learning moment for them. And a lot of coaches talk that talk not all of them walk that walk especially not mike mcintyre he was always red in the face he was always freaking out about a call or someone messing up and it's it's, or crying it or (laughs) crying it's it's literally calming to me as a fan in the stands to look down there and see that mel is so calm so i know it's a calming presence for the players and he goes into the halftime you know and says hey they gave us our best shot okay they got a 17 point lead we can do better than that and They did.
3: I mean, you see it with the players. After the flea flicker, Nebraska came back and scored a touchdown. And Steven Montez on the sidelines just grabbed his helmet and said, let's get another one. There wasn't that Mm -hmm. fear, which in the past you've seen the er Mm -hmm. like that. Oh, God, like we're down. Oh, my God. Are we going to come back from this? Nope. It was let's take care of business again.
2: Steven's demeanor was impressive in that game. And I think Mel is rubbing off on him because he definitely had that demeanor in the second half where it was like unfazed by anything. Just. Next play, and let's keep at it. I did.
5: I got I, I, I think some of that demeanor comes from the fact that he was coaching in the SEC and coaching at big programs for so long. Like he knows what it's about. None of this is new to him. He's been in huge games before, games that are way bigger than CU Nebraska. Like he knows how to handle himself and, and carry himself. I have no idea how he managed to wear that black sweatshirt the oh whole game, game God, since it was, it was like a so hundred degrees out, yeah. but he uh, he knows how to keep himself calm.
0: That yeah, that I don't know. I don't know how all these guys do this. Vic Fangio's out there wearing yeah. hoodies. Like, I don't know how those guys do that. But uh, total the the only thing is like I just want, I I need them to be able to turn it on a little sooner. Like you can't no. you can't do this every game with the halftime adjustment.
3: I tweeted. It reminded me of Nuggets fourth quarter. And, yeah, and that's not a good thing.
0: Yeah. But the Nuggets, just like the Buffs, fa- always found a way. They do, Buff but the stress, found a way. the stress is just, <laughs> I don't like it. That what was, it, was it the last regular season game? Was it again? who was yeah, it against? Yeah, Timber-
3: against the Minnesota Timberwolves.
0: Right, where they just like didn't play the entire, mm-hmm. like they, they didn't turn it on until like five minutes left in the right. game.
5: Right, they only turned it on when they really had to. Yep.
0: <laughs> Gosh.
3: All right, well, CSU beat Western Illinois by a lot of points. I don't remember the exact score. <laughs> Can um, we drop the
0: John Elway, good for you, bud, and move <laughs> on?
3: No, them doing well good. is now good, Ryan. Good, you got to support them.
2: <laughs> okay, but against directional Illinois, <laughs> Direc- <laughs> we don't need <laughs> <First> to talk. <laughs> First off, Western Illinois might be better than Nebraska, for all we know. So. Oh, oh, it
3: didn't seem yeah. like it with their loss against CSU.
0: Yeah, by uh, what's that whole thing about the transitive property? Is that what, is that a thing? Yeah, that's yeah a thing. by the transitive property they lost to Nebraska by like twenty. So sorry for getting
2: all mad. What, what is good Western good. Illinois like? Way def- to defend D4? Nebraska, guys. When I took a cheap shot at them. Good job. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just want to
0: I want to uh, make sure our win is 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 still good. But no, good for CSU. Thirty-eight. Colin 13, Hill looked looked good in that game. They need that.
3: They made those adjustments and they broke a six-game losing streak, so that's good for for Mike Bobo. And we we should have uh, Justin in here to talk a little more. <laughs> yeah. About, yeah, Justin about coming, CSU. coming here and yeah. calling we out. Were, uh, Most of us were a little preoccupied at Folsom, so.
2: Dante Wright looks like a baller. About the Rams, yeah. Dante Wright looks like an absolute star. I'll have in a state know. that's suddenly producing phenomenal running backs left and right. Well, there you go. Just
0: phenomenal players left and right. True. A lot of so, um, NFL <laughs> players coming out of CU and CSU, playing really well right now. Heck, even in a fifty, what was it, fifty-nine to ten loss that for the Dolphins, Preston Williams had the one touchdown catch for them. It's true. Michael Gallup, there's Cito a Bay. former Ram. Yep, Cheeto with a game clinching turnover. Akela Akello Withers with a game clinching turnover. Pick six. Yep, Akello. Yeah. Uh, Paul Richardson had a nice Ugh. game. Austin Eckler game winning touchdown. He's on my fantasy team. Austin Eckler, go. The only one who really w- w- didn't blow you out of the water
2: this week was Phil. And so, I guess that's a good transition. Yep, Risner graded as Broncos. the second best guard in all of football this week. But, Reisner? Uh, Reisner, yeah. Yeah. He was awesome. He's really the only
0: thing that was awesome about the Broncos' offense that night.
3: Yeah, Ryan, what what are your thoughts on the Broncos' performance? They were pretty quiet offensively.
0: Well, I, I mean, I've been telling people they were going to suck on offense all week. Like, you knew, you had to expect that I was going to come. I mean, I predicted 17 points. They scored 16. So I felt pretty normal about the offense. That's what kind of what I expected from them. I just expected the defense to be able to lock things down, and that was really concerning. And it's the reason why Broncos fans are panicking right now because it looked just like last year. Um, you thought, okay, Vic Fangio is this defensive mastermind. He's going to have some sort of plan to uh, eradicate the short game. From Derek Carr, which is what Derek Carr does. He throws five yard passes really, really well. And then once in a while, once you start sucking in, he throws one over the top and maybe he hits one. But they What
4: a world. <laughs> you get a hundred million dollars for throwing five yard passes really well.
0: Well and, and, and it and it works when a defense just allows you to do that. And I think it was really surprising that the Broncos didn't adjust. They didn't change anything when Isaac Yadam was getting cooked. Oh. It was it was just hard to watch that? in that regard because you just expected more. Um, and so the one thing I think you can you can hold your hat on is okay, so last year the coaching staff would have this stuff happen and and they couldn't fix it. If you're a Broncos fan, like you just have to trust in Dick Fangio that he can be the one who gets this fixed because clearly a lot of the same issues are still popping up. He's got to figure out a way to fix him. unlike the way the last staff did.
3: Were you expecting to see Joe Flacco throw as much to Cortland Sutton as he did? I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, how many passes did he have?
0: Yeah, Emmanuel ended up with like five catches for 85 yards, but it was all at the end of the game. Um, Cortland, hats off to him because he had a really bad camp, honestly. It was super disappointing. Uh, it almost looked like he took a step backwards from last year his route running did look better but he was dropping stuff he seemed like he wasn't necessarily focused throughout camp and so expectations for him were pretty low he went out there and and looked like a guy that can eventually be the number one receiver for the broncos and he really he had 120 yards he really should have had 136 got 16 taken back because of a holding on Noah Fant. so Really impressive game from him. It was really just the same two routes the whole time, slant and post, slant and post, slant and post. But that's better than what it was last year, which was just straight go routes all the time.
3: What are you expecting to see in the home opener against the Chicago Bears, his Vic Fangio's old team?
0: I'm expecting Vic to have a much better game plan. Uh, if anyone should know how to game plan Matt Nagy's offense, it should be Vic Fangio. Mm-hmm. So I expect that – uh, I expect the Broncos to play significantly better. They always play good in the home opener. If they don't play well, then I'm going to start uh, be- being a little panicky like some of the fans are already. But you just you need to see them take what they did wrong and improve upon it. Uh, a lot of injuries out there. One of the reasons why the defense wasn't as good and why Isaac Adam was out there getting picked on in the first place is Bryce Callahan being injured. Doesn't sound like that's going to be settled anytime soon. Jawan James goes down. Now they've got Elijah Wilkinson. They can't afford literally one more injury on the offensive line at all. So there's plenty of concerns, but I do expect them to play a lot better this week and and calm everyone's nerves a little
2: bit. It's worth mentioning that last year the Bengals looked great in week one, thumping the Colts, who were a darling by the end. The Tampa Bay Bucks looked great and dominated the New Orleans Saints to the tune of 48 points. So
4: week one week of the one, NFL is always right. meaningless. Yeah. It's, Especially
0: it's, now that no one plays in the preseason. Yeah, right. Exactly. It, week,
4: week one of the NFL is like, the, like a real preseason game.
0: And as I've been saying, if the Broncos would have lost in any other way, like a new creative way to lose, people wouldn't be freaking out so much. It's just that it looks so much like the way they lost games last year that has people up in arms uh but yeah seven out of the 12 playoff teams last year were started 0-1 right
5: i think the thing i'll be watching for is just on the defensive side of the ball like i'm not like you said i'm not expecting their offense to you know Good. Set the world on fire. <laughs> but like defensively, they should probably have a couple quarterback pressures, I think.
3: <laughs> yeah, you have Bradley Chubb and Von Miller.
0: <laughs>
5: like, There's so much talent on the defensive end it was the awesome. side of the
0: floor. Watching the those ball. guys
4: drop into coverage. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <this laughs> we'll get sweet. used to that. Uh, this that's is sweet.
0: That's a big part of the Fangio defense. And honestly, they were more useful in coverage than they were rushing the passer because he was getting the ball out so fast. So, Right. Mm-hmm.
2: You talked about it on the pod. The adjustment that's logical when they're just doing the quick passing game is drop – eight in coverage yes just rush three who cares right and and
0: they weren't able to ever cause uh Derek Carr to hold on the ball longer than they want Mace dropped a crazy stat I think it was he had 27 attempts in the game he got rid of the ball faster than three seconds on 23 of them wow so there was never any time for those guys to get there, you, you know. You, I don't actually blame Von Miller and Bradley Chubb for mm. being complete non-factors. It's just really good game plan by John Gruden and a pretty poor counter in my opinion by Vic Fangio.
3: Speaking of that though, there is just zero urgency from Joe Flacco in that offense. That There's was killer
0: casual.
4: That dude just
3: oh. it was just like a There Sunday was
0: no urgency from, from s- Right. <laughs> the only person who ever showed any urgency in the game was just Phil Lindsay and he's just like hyping he's everyone. He's like up. born urgent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's
4: just one of those high energy dudes. That's- right.
2: Uh, but so why is staying even keel working for like the buffs? Right, we just praised Tucker and Montez for that, and for the Broncos, we seem to think it's a problem.
0: There's a, there's a very fine line, I think, between even keel and lackadaisical or disinterested Apathetic. or. And and I think certain teams, and it depends on your leadership. Like I think the buffs have some some leaders yeah. on that team that fire you up. Like Steven Montez is nothing like Joe Flacco. You know, he is he gets up. You know, he throws his arms up to celebrate touchdowns before the before Katie <laughs> Nixon so even catches good. the ball. Yeah. Like little things like that. He has swagger, right? Yeah. And you and also I look think, at Katie and Visco. And I think when well. you have a team that has swagger like that, the even keel nature is actually really important. For the Broncos, who has swagger? Philip Lindsay, end list. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders. It, it kind of has
2: some swagger I to mean, him. Vaughn bon has swagger, in, out in the a gazoo, different way bon, though. Right, in a different right. way, bon like, is a big dork. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. He's he's chill though. I mean, just so people understand the difference,
0: because so I think with the Broncos, it's like they came in, they wanted to have this very light, like this very even killed nature, and all of a sudden, when they're standing flat-footed, the the Raiders just came and socked them right in the face. And they they just had no answer like they were knocked out on the first you know couple drives of the game they got knocked out and I don't so I think when you are this even keeled team you have to have someone who can be an emotional leader to say hey whoa we can't we, we can't let them do that to us and I, I really have no idea who it is it's not gonna be Flacco it's not Flacco. it's it's Bill Blinzy is the guy isn't his
5: nickname like Joe Cool
0: <laughs> right exactly that and that thing. can be that can be a positive thing it's right just, you and need that- the you need Counterbalance to that, and I don't think it's been
5: it. like one of his good attributes over the course of his career that he's so even keel when he was on a team with like Ray Lewis. <laughs> I was gonna say, Ray <laughs> there Lewis, you go, Ray Rice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Suggs, like a bunch yeah, of yeah. psychos yeah, out there, yeah. <laughs> you need psychos, yeah. But you do, you know, no, I mean, you it,
4: do. That's what that's when we talked when we talk about what Denver was when they won the Super Bowl, that defense. You know, it had a bunch of maniacs back there. Keep to you know, Well, to leave <laughs> and TJ. T? I mean, TJ Ward was a was well, a guy that brought. You we know, talk about swagger. That dude was all swagger. And yeah. Wolf was peak psychoness. I don't know yeah. that anyone's <laughs> feeding off of Wolf's psychoness anymore. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Now he just looks like a psycho. Where you're just like all right, this guy eats babies. <laughs> all
0: right. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing, and I think, uh, honestly, I hate to say it, but I think losing culture is is actually playing a part in this. Like, I went on a long diatribe on the BSN Broncos podcast about this today, but I'll try and keep this shorter. I think when you put so much into football and you dedicate so much and you lose as much as the Broncos have lost over the last couple of years, you can almost start to emotionally protect yourself a little bit and – not want to get that hyped up because you know what it's like when you when you lose so much and it's not it's not that you do it on purpose but subconsciously you you sort of try to care a little bit less because you know how how painful and how honestly like depressing it can be to care that much and then lose double digit games in a season so that's a short version of it um
3: growing up in philadelphia i agree with that it's like like i've dealt with a lot of losing seasons
4: in, in march (laughs) <laughs> you just know what's coming. The heartbreak is on its yeah. way. How dare you?
1: <laughs> I mean, Browns Except fans are going to react that way right now. You just, you, know, just, you just made my mother cry. I want. Yeah, to
0: well, it I makes know. me cry. It <laughs> happens every year. I don't feel bad for Kansas basketball winning fourteen consecutive. <laughs> Kansas, 14 consecutive Man, Kansas <laughs> is fine. Kansas 15. is okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm going I'm off the had billboards had that they have uh, throughout the state. I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure it says fourteen. They need to update those.
4: It it's just a different kind of heartbreak because you set yourself up, you know. And then you get into it every year, and then you're just like, come on. It just oh, never happens.
1: I, and I wrote that story a couple of weeks ago about uh, Ryan McMahon and Ian Desmond doing a trust fall thing uh, <laughs> after they would hit home runs. Ryan McMahon literally just go into the dugout and fall into Ian Desmond's arms or, or vice versa, and they have to catch each other. And I asked RyMac about it, and he goes, this has been killing us, dude. And we were just killing each other. We been we were taking everything so seriously. We, we And he said to me the phrase, we care too much. And he was talking specifically of those two players, I think, him and Ian. But I think it reverberates throughout the team. And and it is a culture problem. We've talked a lot this year about the loss of Cargo and Para, Yeah. And some of these players that brought fun and swagger. And Tony Wolters is the only guy in that clubhouse who comes in every day and throws up his arms and says, let's. F and go and let so-and-so's pitching today he's got nothing I I saw him one day doing that Kershaw they had Kershaw that day he's got nothing on us we own this guy he's the only person in the clubhouse who behaves that way Nolan Arnauto and Trevor Story are the quietest people like they're great guys they're not bad guys like we were talking about like Von Miller like or even Joe Flacco like Nolan could be that same thing he's just too cool man he's too cool for school and like You need those guys. You see what happened. Gerardo Parra goes to the Washington Nationals, and now everyone's doing the baby shark thing, and he's a phenomenon. He still hits 250. He's the same guy he ever was. Right. (laughs) But they went on this huge winning streak and are in a – postseason positioning now and they give a lot of credit to those guys and we all know they're important in every sport in in the NBA they're called towel waving guys right like some of the best guys of uh, in the history of any team that's won an NBA championship there's that one dude who played seven minutes a game but was everybody's favorite player on that team Mm
3: -hmm. wasn't that Juancho this season
1: yeah you could say it was Juancho
5: he because was just getting was everyone
3: hyped. Everyone talked about like Nikola Jokic when he when he hit that three was like, Oh, we had to get so hyped for him because he's done that. He's kind right, of yeah. picked us up. And every then he does game. when he
5: does get into the game, it's just that much better. Yeah. You know, when, when he does something.
1: One of my favorites of all time was Eduardo Nahara.
5: Nahara
0: was great. Yeah. Ryan yeah. Bowen was my guy. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Really throwing it back there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, before we move on Ryan to a fun Bowen. news segment. I've got to tell you guys about the incredible Total Beverage 30% off deal. That's right. Total Bev is giving the BSN fam 30% off your purchase of $25 or more using the promo code BSN2019. Online or on the Total Beverage app, Total Bev delivers to most of the metro area. Plus, they now offer CBD products. So you don't want to let this offer pass you by. Order today and receive 30% off your purchase of $25 or more using the promo code BSN2019. So I know I just teased it, but classic news style we're actually going to bring you that next that new segment in the third segment. Classic
0: news you don't tell them that. You just make them think it's coming this oh, segment sorry. and then <laughs> I don't know. Classic reality TV show move.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. Bachelor in Paradise does it all the time.
0: We're
5: behind. Very We're behind. Very, very I behind thought this. now that I'm back on the show we'd finally have our Bachelor in Paradise corner. I, I guess I'll have to wait another yeah.
0: week. Yeah.
3: Four episodes
0: behind. Yeah. I please, could go get a coffee. Please strangle me, and you guys With my phone. It's <laughs> over though.
2: Next week's the final week.
3: Oh yeah, this week was the Fantasy Suites. Yeah. Catch
2: up. I'll catch up. Right. Look for that podcast in a separate feed.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to do who won the week. Listen do to this awesome jingle.
4: Who did the most and who did the least? Who was the dog? who's
3: up a creek let's see who won the week all right guys so last week all of our topics were pretty much the buffs winning the week and i i think we can all agree the buffs did win win the week yeah
4: yeah uh pretty clearly mm-hmm. well, <laughs> i mean we only have one game in a week and you win it uh, you have won the week they we
1: didn't lose the week That's plus the sure. rockies had like seven games and they didn't win any of them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so with that, Drew. I was really looking <laughs>
0: forward to tweeting how the Broncos had won more games on baseball fields oh, than the Rockies so rare, had in the last week. And
3: No, I saw people being mad about those tweets.
0: Well, I had another one. so Being like, <laughs> <I'm probably laughs> why pissed are off people, some people making on.
3: fun of other sports like
0: that was probably directed at me because i tweeted we should have known that that denver sports teams suck on baseball i should have brought this up in the broncos
5: segment but the raiders playing on a freaking baseball field is one of the more ridiculous things it's so on brand, though it is so on brand but so uh (laughs) for both
0: teams it honestly like what if the raiders just put a baseball field on their new stadium they're like it's part of it's part of our thing (laughs) oh my God. god
3: okay well Drew, speaking of baseball, baseball fields, Uh why do the Rockies win the week?
1: Well, I believe it was the first, maybe the second time we did this segment that RK claimed that the Broncos won the week because the Rockies were terrible and the Broncos had begun training camp. So I'm going to turn all that around and say the Rockies won the week because the Broncos are terrible and the Rockies won a baseball game last night against a team that's actually competing for a postseason spot. And so, but I mean there there is a legitimate like battle for the attention of the Denver sports fan that I think Ryan was getting at with that. And there is this sense of they check out on the baseball season because it's been so terrible. Now it's football season. We watch all the preseason games because they don't matter. And then here comes game one, and then they look that bad. Well, now you got six days to wait and see if the Broncos can get any better. Well, at least every day the Rockies, there's a chance Nolan Arenado might hit a huge bomb. Some guy might win a game. There you go. Rockies win the week because they win actual professional sports ball games
3: okay time's up ryan do you have a rebuttal on that solid
0: take solid take (laughs) i feel like you've used that take before (laughs) Uh, i mean the the rockies won the week because everyone stopped talking about how inept they are to talk about how inept the broncos are exactly right that's good that's good um am i up
3: yes you are ryan go
0: can i pick the buffs again (laughs) Because I'm totally going to. You're going to all from the Broncos? This
2: counts in his time, I just want to say.
3: That's fine. I
0: don't need that much time. Uh, We can run this to 50 seconds. The Buffs won the week. And they won the week last week because of all the attention. Uh, and, And people were talking about college football in Colorado and all that good stuff. Now they won the week because they caught everyone's attention with the win. People are talking about Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker's on Jim Rome today. I know that's like that probably used to be cooler like 10 years ago but you know nationally ryan Rossillo was talking about how impressive uh mel tucker is
3: they're ranked 32nd right
0: yeah it's not really ranked but they're g- creeping towards the rankings Oh, others receiving votes yeah 15. they yeah. are receiving votes Seconds. so they're they're gaining relevancy not only within the state but nationally people are taking notice they have an eye on the buffs and their beautiful black and gold uniforms
3: so people thought this was going to turn into like a broncos podcast eventually i think it you're going to try and make it a Buffs, not Broncos at all.
4: <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it, won't, it won't take very long for that to go away. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. whoa, whoa.
3: Wow.
4: Whoa. Yeah. How's KU football doing? I, I
3: can't
0: Ooh. say that I've ever watched
2: <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> do they have? I, don't do they, I, don't know. I know
1: technically they have football, but. Hey, hey. They had that Le- one year. Les Miles is doing Todd a great Reising. series on ESPN yeah. Plus
2: that I've enjoyed watching <laughs> when my child goes for naps on Les- Fridays. <laughs> Who did they lose to? Like, Shadron State? No, no. Shadron State might have been more impressive than who they actually <laughs> lost Shadron State, Danny Woodhead's alma mater. Wow. Shout out. Armac uh, Powerhouse. Yeah. There I think go. it's interesting. Best program in Nebraska.
0: Fair. Yes. <laughs> Fair. I do
1: think it's interesting, though, that Ryan get, can take either the Broncos or the Buffs. Yeah, like, I know. I feel like I should be able to take the Isotopes or something when that happens. They're like, not you know, Colorado. Oh.
5: You brutal. can have the sky documents. Well, I've
1: I've taken Team Serbia before.
2: That's so. true. Oh, okay. yeah. Wow, yeah. I gotta <laughs> expand my
5: <laughs> <out laughs> right horizons one. here a little bit. <laughs> I don't <laughs> have a G League team to take, Drew. <laughs> or a triple A team. You just to need take. to
0: stand another team <laughs> yeah. and then you can pick them. Like, I play as the a Washington
1: Nationals in MLB the show now because literally no. the
3: Rockies are too bad to play as. But why would you to choose the Nationals? Because their
0: pitching is phenomenal. Uh. You can throw Max Scherzer. Like like AJ can pull an Eagles on us if he wants. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: sure. The Eagles.
3: You wrote a week. whole
4: story
2: about
0: them this week. Kind
2: of. Well. That'd be more <laughs> relevant than Sampo Ranta for Team Finland. Huh? That's
3: true. Hey. See, we've all uh, you've all done this.
4: You know what? It's it's organization. You don't based, badmouth so. Sampo Ranta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First of <laughs> well, all, how dare you? Watch yeah. yourself, Just try to say Andre. how worldly we look, are on look, this podcast. Rambo Santa won't have it.
2: Hey, I would. Is it weird that I
4: don't know if that's the correct name? Rambo. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm like, wait, did we just say it wrong? Or because he always says it that way? And yeah. I'm
4: like, Rambo Santa. <laughs> Rambo Santa. Santa. It's gonna be yeah. such a great shirt. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing nickname. <laughs> I'm normally not a big nickname guy, but it's just too good. We should maybe make those for Christmas.
3: When are we going to see him on on the ice at Pepsi Center?
4: Oh, maybe never <laughs> he's two years away from being Our two fans. years away. he's basically a he mythical really, figure he really at this is point. very, very <laughs> Bruno like in that way yeah. he, it could be a while
0: it's so great I love that I just have this this abs like middling prospect that I just love yeah oh yeah he's,
5: he's definitely a baller that's yeah. for sure congrats on being a hockey fan <laughs> Every, <laughs> we all do I,
0: I don't know how you guys do it not to take us too far off track with like these <laughs> prospects not p- playing right away like The Broncos draft these guys and you, like, see them on the field and if they're good, they play right away and it's, like, so satisfying instantly or the opposite of that. Like, you know they suck right away. I I don't know how you guys handle it with, like, watching these guys and being like, this guy's great. Years. We'll see him when I'm 35. Well, it's funny. In the Nuggets
5: case, the longer these guys don't play, the more the hype actually builds, which is a weird kind of thing that's happening. <laughs> the unknown <laughs> is a great Maybe guy. they'll he's just a great hold MJ Porter out for like two years, and his <laughs> trade value will be, let <laughs> okay. them so like good. Giannis in three years. Oh so
0: good. God. They're going to take the P out of the middle of his name the longer <laughs> that he's there, and he just becomes MJ at that point. <laughs>
2: Wow. Well, that that's been good. kind of the bummer of this Rockies season to get us back on track is I wish I could embrace all this losing and be like, oh, yeah, top five pick coming. Right. Can't well, wait
4: for that dope pitcher out of UCLA. Yes. They're not going to have a top five pick because the bottom of the baseball standings are just too god awful. They should have started tanking earlier. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, well, and, we don't like, even,
0: <laughs> and we can't even say like Brendan Rodgers is playing at least like he's getting every day at bats. Yeah.
4: It's like Ryan McMahon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it yeah, and it took I mean, look at it took Ryan McMahon from twenty thirteen to twenty sixteen just to make his debut at the very end of the year. Twenty seventeen was his first year of trying to break into the leagues. He spent most of it as a bench player. So he went he was drafted in twenty thirteen in a pretty high spot, and this year is the first time he's been a regular player in major league baseball. And we're just now figuring out, yeah, this guy can play. Like, it was a question mark coming into the year whether or not Ryan McMahon was a legitimate big leaguer. I think he's answered that question. He is. But five years after he was drafted? Goodness.
2: Yeah. Last When Ryan McMahon was drafted, it was so long ago, Garrett Bowles was actually just 22. <laughs>
4: yeah, right. <laughs> Ryan McMahon was drafted the same year Nathan McKinnon was. And wow. Then it just, Wait, what year was that? Yeah, 2013. 13.
3: That's crazy.
4: Jesus.
1: Yeah,
0: And Nathan McKinnon was like an MVP candidate before he even was a regular MLB player.
4: Right, I was, a, I was in college.
3: All right, AJ, why do the ABS or the Eagles win the week?
4: <laughs> uh, well, I'm going with Connor Timmons because uh, he missed 15 months with a concussion, and he missed his entire uh, first pro season last year with injury and couldn't get on the ice and was having a hard time day-to-day, suffered a bunch of setbacks along the way, et cetera, et cetera, and then – he was on the ice over the weekend. He got his first competitive game since May of 2018, and he was good in both of them. And he's one of the, he's back to being Colorado one of Colorado's top uh, young prospects. And honestly, I think we'll see him with the Abs at some point this year. He's he's too good to keep down there uh, in keep up in Loveland for too much longer. But just get him being healthy and him getting on the ice, I think he seconds. wins. He wins the week just because he's healthy finally. And you know concussions and the way that they're treated in sports today. It was a question you know would he ever come back would he ever would he be the same? and he looked great and it's a uh, bright future all full steam ahead for him.
3: Uh, he finished with two seconds. you guys always do this to me.
0: Why oh, do you want God. us to fail?
3: <laughs> do, it just it would be fun you just want to <laughs> yell like <laughs> that's <laughs> the fun yeah
0: um, <laughs> I hate that the Broncos have done this to me, but I'm so cynical about players with injury concerns now. Like I'm like MBJ, <laughs> nope. Uh, Connor Timmons, nope. Wait, no like, one that's ever been injured can ever be good podcast, again. We did this podcast.
3: You were saying MBJ all the way.
0: Yeah, but then the Broncos got Bryce Callahan and Juwan James and free agency, and neither of them are helping them do anything right now. So I'm over it. Anyone who's ever been hurt, dead to me.
1: I was gonna say I also think on the first episode of this podcast I was doing a lot of building up of Brendan Rodgers, and literally the next oh, day he went yeah. down for the rest of the <laughs> season. Yep, I'm over
0: Brendan Rodgers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's gonna be so good. With yeah, injuries,
3: can stay on the field. Um, Ian Cole being back out there after surgery—that's awesome.
4: Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> oh, it was—I mean, it was. I guess not. It uh. was. It was surprising to see him on the ice. Yeah, uh, but it—you know—he's doing very, very limited stuff. Um, his timeline was December, so him being on the ice now is obviously ahead of schedule a little bit. But well, I mean, he's got so long to go still, and he's probably just getting to the beginning of like his summer work. Because he couldn't be on the ice all summer. Yeah. Um, you know, when you have surgery on both hips and you're turning 30, it's, it's not a great combination. So I, I don't have any faith that he'll play for the abs this year.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> so going with what Ryan we'll just, we'll just,
4: It's just that with the legs. Like upper yeah. body injuries in hockey, you can still work out your, your legs, which is where it's all about in hockey. It's all about, you know, strength and conditioning of your lower half and then you know your upper half that's it's great. You know I mean, you gotta have it. You don't you don't want to look like You do
0: have to have an upper half of your body. <laughs> it would on. be very exactly. strange looking hockey. You need it. You don't, don't want to look like Mikhail Bodker
4: who was a former av who was like who had like these thunder thighs but he was like super slight of build <laughs> up top and you were like he looked like a mutant. Like he missed chest day, yeah. arm day. Like it didn't exist for him. Never missed leg day. I feel personally attacked. Do you even and so lift it was just it was it was just a weird like, body build. And tell me
1: he did not just with describe <laughs> my ex- not that I've got thunder thought. <laughs> I, mean, I mean I'm just saying. I, come on. It's I feel personally attacked. With equal, I've never he, thought that about you, I feel like yes, you're, you're very you're, proportional. To yeah, yeah.
5: That. I feel yeah, like you're, you're tall and well well-built. built. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Well, before <laughs> you, <laughs> wow.
4: look, you made this about you, I know. You went full blown deep on t- us. T- I suppose t- I did. <laughs> yeah. It's, see, it's wow. no surprise you played wide receiver. I know. That's, that's
1: oh, what. It, oh. <laughs> that's almost a transition into a topic I don't think we're going to touch on today's uh. podcast. <laughs> you as a wide receiver <laughs> 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 yes I was going with wide receiver talking in, in general if this was the Raiders yeah, or the, yeah. the Oakland oh, yeah. Diva wide receivers could have Boston. been a transition
3: but yeah we're not gonna get not into that not quite on that
1: level I could have changed my name to my number if I'd have thought about it I'd have been Ocho Ocho nice oh uh, I could have
3: Excellent. been
1: Ocho Ocho yeah
3: Okay, well, that's going to be your new name here at the office. Change your (laughs) Slack name to that. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is Athena. (laughs) Yours is Ocho Ocho. Love it. All right, Harrison.
5: Well, the Nuggets won the week because they signed Bull Bull to a two-way contract this week, and um, (laughs) the reason why this is so good for Denver is because they have literally like zero investment, like zero money tied to Bull Bull, but you know, they still have control over him. Like if you look at what a lot of the second rounders had got for guaranteed money in like the range where Bobo was drafted, one and a half million, two million, two point five million, you know, like two, three, four years. On a two way contract, Bulboul's guaranteed fifty thousand dollars next year.
3: Yeah, why did they do that?
5: Well, I think for a bunch of different reasons, but like one, they like just want to make sure he's like a long-term play and they don't have anything like expected of him this year and so they have very little committed to him right now but like if he shows that he can earn a contract they can re-up it to a regular nba deal Uh, so it's kind of a low risk high reward situation that denver finds themselves in with him
3: perfect
0: I'm really glad that they can send him down to their D League team where they control the coaching staff and they can really make sure that he develops the way that they want and gets the minutes that they're looking for.
3: The D League?
0: Sorry, G League. The G League. <laughs> I'm an old school type of guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's
5: not ideal. It's like ri- it is ridiculous that the Nuggets don't have their own G League team. It's ridiculous at this point in the es- game.
0: Especially in a situation like this where you have this guy who's like super raw and you could if you had your own G League team like you could control the way they're developing them. You can have like close tabs. You can control the way they're using them in the games. Now you're just like, All right, uh go down to that like it's like if we took someone at BSN and just like sent them to uh the like development program of a rival Right, uh, is is like, hopefully it comes back good.
5: Yeah, it is a little <laughs> different because like yeah, it's not nuggets which is their per se. <laughs>
4: Hopefully he comes back good. Yeah. <laughs> no. going to Be the headline every time they the abs demote somebody. <laughs> Hopefully he comes back good. I, I will
5: say it's not it's not ideal because it's not Nuggets coaches Nuggets development guys, but the Nuggets do work with whatever team they send them to, to. Like, all right, how many minutes is he gonna get? Like, what kind of role is he gonna play? That's
4: there's a compromise there of sorts. I'm looking forward to getting a Bulbul Skyforce jersey. It's gonna be in incredible. Sioux Falls, yeah.
0: He could be his nickname. Could be Sky the Force. Sky
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sky
0: Force.
3: <laughs> 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 another nickname. Another. We've come up with a lot of great nicknames on this podcast.
2: <laughs> Ocho Ocho over here. What do you think about
5: that? Bull and Ocho Ocho. Yeah, yeah. Bull Bull's just too good of a name, anyways. Uh, he doesn't need a nickname. <laughs>
3: All right, well, I think it's time to get into this segment that I I was already teasing earlier, but first... As you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. That's right, you simply have to just take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental to hand over a free toothbrush. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. All right, so we're pretty excited for this next segment. It's called Beat the Tweet. Drew's going to have a jingle for you guys.
1: (laughs) I I am not.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much each of you will predict the most ridiculous takeaway takes we are likely to see on Twitter based on this week's results for each of your teams. You're pretty much going to beat them to the punch of the bad or most ridiculous takes this times.
5: is a very sarcastic segment i think we should <laughs> put that out there <laughs> yeah
4: we're having yes fun.
3: everyone knows it's a
4: very jaded segment <laughs> you've been in sports writing long enough you know somebody's gonna get mad about something and you're just oh, trying yeah. to get ahead of it
3: let's not get mad guys let's just have fun with this one yeah <laughs> yeah all right who wants to start does anyone i'll start okay
5: my my tweet of the week was, was that beat wh- the tweet m- okay well <laughs> whatever but <laughs> I mean, Nikola Jokic couldn't even lead Serbia to a gold medal in the World Cup. How the heck is he going to ever lead the Nuggets to an NBA championship? Mike Oof, drop. That, has,
0: that hasn't that has already been done. It seems like one of our friends would have already <laughs> done that. I'm
5: waiting to see that tweet that or headline so
0: mad. soon.
3: Why is it wrong, Harrison? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> For every possible reason.
5: <laughs> I mean, look at, like, what he did last season in the NBA and, like, you know, the World Cup is much different. First off, he was coming off the bench for Serbia for some godforsaken reason. <laughs> I don't know what Serbia's <laughs> coach was really thinking throughout this entire tournament. That's become
2: your robo-ump, is why yeah. is Serbia not started <laughs> But, I mean,
5: anyways, like, you would think they would treat the guy who won fourth in MVP, or was the fourth guy in MVP voting last year with a little more respect than that. But, um...
0: W- 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 did Nikola ever, like, say anything about this, like... Is there a chance that maybe he said like, "Yo, I don't want to play too too many minutes out here."
5: I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, if you're gonna play for your country, like you're gonna go all out.
4: Yeah. You know. You agree to play. You agree to play. Yeah.
3: Is is Mason Plumley going all out for the U.S.?
5: Uh, he's cheering really hard from the bench. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of those towel guys. Yeah. Yeah. There Aww. you go. He's you know, definitely go the twelfth man on the U.S. team.
0: <laughs> well, that's okay. They're done anyway.
4: Yeah, they're done. Right. I just I like the idea of equating like the 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 FIBA World Cup or whatever this tournament is called with nailed it. And yeah. and an, an NBA finals. Yeah. Right. Like right. totally like same stage, same talent level uh, around him and against like guys who have been playing together for 3 weeks <laughs> <laughs> compared right. to, you know, 82 Years. games. Yeah. And guys who have run. been together for 10 months. Yeah. Or longer, like in the Nuggets case, it's, it's going to be in almost the entirely same team coming back. <laughs> right?
3: All right, Ryan, what tweet do you <laughs> think someone is going to put out there about the Broncos losing?
0: I've got, uh, for continuity's sake, the Broncos would have been better off keeping Vance Joseph and Case Keenum. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. Sold. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good agree. bad tweet. I agree. Yeah, that's great. The that's other great one would tweet. be like comparing Case Keenum's stats in week one to Joe Flacco's stats in week I've one. I've
3: definitely seen that yeah, multiple well, times.
2: Uh, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Do you have a bad buffs potential tweet? Since you're doubling up, anyways. It's I a wish bad I, I thing wish that I they beat Nebraska
5: because now expectations are going to be too high. <laughs> oh. Oh. They're just setting themselves Fire. up to lose
4: yeah. six
0: in a row at the six, end of yeah, the season. Yeah, yeah. Seven. How Jesus. many
4: burner accounts do you have? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: The this other is, one would this be this like... This is way too easy know, for right? you. We're going to learn some
4: stuff about each other <laughs> in this segment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the one that I wish I thought was a bad, bad take, which wouldn't actually be that bad of a take, was this is why the Buffs should have never left the Big 12. Two years ago, I'd have been like, "What a terrible take." Now I'm like, "It's not uh, that far off." Uh,
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't stop Nebraska from leaving. That's true. That's true.
0: Then you would have looked or like, the the, zoo, like, right? the, like ex-girlfriend who's still living in the hometown while you like went off mm-hmm. and yeah. went to the big city. Is Vic Fangio
5: no, should return city. to the coaching box take too soon? <laughs>
0: That's a real take. I believe <laughs> in that
5: take. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I didn't know where we stood on this. Oh, so you're the <laughs> owner of that tweet.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah I'm, I guess I'm that guy. I didn't know where That's we else. That's your on robo this ump one. as well. We're that is. Everyone's robo ump. Yeah. I, I like that.
5: He can't see what the heck's going on on the defensive side of the ball
0: in the field. You don't like uh, this. is the exact analogy I used on the Broncos podcast, but like, you don't take Kyler Murray and put him under center. He's really good in the shotgun, so you leave him in the shotgun. You don't take Vic Fangio, who's really good in the booth, and put him on the sidelines just
2: because that's what you think is supposed to happen. Yeah. I'm with you. He could definitely be in the booth.
3: Break those social norms.
2: Yes. <laughs> could they give him? Could they like find an in between and have him sitting like Booger McFarlane? That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't well, think we've you thought of the inflatable desk. I don't think that right. idea. Uh, yeah, is going Yeah. Gonna the inflatable work. desk. <laughs> right. right. Inflatable Production. Desk. <laughs>
5: Production fell through. Didn't Hugh Freeze just coach a game from like a dentist chair?
0: Yes. <laughs> if, if Hugh <laughs> Freeze can do that. that,
5: I think it was no, a hospital bed two, it was two a weeks ago. Yeah.
0: Then he upgraded to the dentist chair. Oh, he could I sit missed up. the dentist
5: chair. This is great. This was just last Saturday. I don't, don't know why chair. it was a
0: dentist. If you can sit in a dentist chair, can't you sit in any chair? <laughs> I think it was something
5: where the press box was so small they couldn't get a full hospital bed in there. So, so the dentist chair was a little smaller.
2: Couldn't you just like, go with a chair, though? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he just
5: needed some
2: more back support. Okay. All right. Can't Vic just live stream the game on an iPad with an all-22 angle? Like, right. why is that so hard? It is 2019, right? Right. Yeah.
0: It seems like it would work. They're just on such a You need the inflatable desk, though, because you can't be walking around with an iPad in He's your gonna hands. He's going to be bumping bit. into people <laughs> left and right.
3: So basically, the Broncos won't win until you create this inflatable desk for Vic Fangio. Uh,
0: the, the, the
4: GoFundMe is really
0: struggling <laughs> to
4: get funded.
3: All well. right, AJ. What's your ridiculous take?
4: Well, Miko Rantanen hasn't signed. And so obviously he's selfish and he's a me first guy, and doesn't care about the team's success at all.
0: Oh, he's a me first, but it's M I instead yeah. of M M E for Miko. Miko. You mm-hmm. can you mm-hmm. could work for
3: the Nintendo. shirt. Is that the shirt?
4: <coughs> that's nice. Th- that's
0: the tw- that's the tweet. That would be me if it was my tweet. It
4: would <laughs> it's it's so what? It's it's Miko. Like the shirt would be Miko and oh, Miko M-E. more like yeah. me too. Yeah. Me first, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. No. Good. And he looks like the hamburger burglar except it's oh. bags of money. <laughs>
2: I'm I mean, this. this is actually amazing. All right. <laughs> <What> I'm gonna <laughs> say I kind of feel like we need to create a BSN burner account and tweet all of these. All of out.
4: these? Well, don't say it, Andre. i oh, oh, <laughs> Andre. just speak it out loud. Right? Yeah, it's see, you the you same like space, Harrison, you know? And you got to just keep it on the low. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: All right, AJ, why is that take so wrong?
4: Well, I mean, players deserve to get paid what they're worth, right? And secure the bag. And they're they're Rantanen is stuck in an unprecedented RFA market right now. The the NHL hasn't seen anything like this group of players uh, all being unsigned at the same time, trying to figure out where they all slot in money-wise. And the uncertainty of the CBA and whether or not there will be another lockout in 2020, um, it all kind of created a perfect storm for a bunch of these guys to be going through the exact same situation. And the idea that Miko Rantanen is is selfish or a me-first guy because... Uh, he's not going to be at training camp this weekend because he can't, you know, they don't know what the market is. Yeah. If you don't know what the market is, you're either creating your own, which you're taking a huge risk of being wildly underpaid or you're waiting for it. You're waiting for something to move. And right now he's in the waiting stages of, I hope, I hope somebody above or below me signs so that I have something to move off of. Cause right now there's nothing and they're all in the same holding pattern.
3: Yeah, it's not like he's saying he doesn't want to play for the Avs. Right.
4: It's not. This is, and it's not an acrimonious thing. It's not like Toronto with Mitch Marner, where those two sides are like going at it. Mm-hmm. It's they they want they both want stability, and they just want something that's fair for him. It's just a matter of what does that look like.
3: All right, Drew.
4: Well, ridiculous
3: the, take.
1: <laughs> the problem with with mine is that they're they're coming so. Hot and heavy for the Rockies that I actually came up with one in anticipation of this segment today that I, I do have to admit, I actually not only saw tweets, there was a whole article written, so <laughs> sorry to, to call it out, but this, I sw- this was what I came in here with today, what I went to bed last night with okay. prepared, so this was what I was going to say. The collapse of the Colorado Rockies in this final stretch has been so terrible they need to trade Nolan Arenado and rebuild from the ground up.
3: Yikes. I just why why? It's <laughs> just why, why tweet
1: our overreaction about it? Why? to it's insane. baseball games that are being started by people like Rico Garcia and Chichi Gonzalez. Yeah, it's it's it I would, it's
4: <laughs> ugly, but Let's have some perspective. It would take them longer to dismantle the roster than to rebuild it. Exactly. Because there are so many quality guys that they could ship out that you just, it would be like, okay, great. Like you built the top 15 prospects in Baseball America's top 100, and you still have no idea if that's a good baseball team or not. Right.
1: No, they've, they've done this before. That's what they have now. they got a bunch of really great prospects. Yeah. They graduated them. Some of them have worked out. Some of them are still struggling, but that's what they have now. The, the, why would you start the process over again when you've already done that? It doesn't help make you better in any way. Yeah. And it comes eight months after the guy signed an eight-year extension. I know there's an opt-out after the uh, after three, and then if they're really terrible next year, then this conversation about trading Olin Rondale starts to make a little bit of sense because you might lose him anyway. Mm-hmm. But he's locked up for at least another for these next two years, at the very least. And and then if he's going to opt out, he's going to have to say no to getting paid thirty three million dollars in his mid thirties. Let's, <laughs> and he's not going to get that from anybody else. So this is it's just an extremely premature conversation, if nothing else. It's uh, like
3: the Charlie Blackman. Exactly. Charlie Blackman. Like the,
1: it, It's such a strange thing uh, to suggest a complete rebuild after a team that's increased their win total five consecutive years and then had one down year where everything went wrong and suggest that they sh- what they shouldn't be trying to do is restock and win next year, but rather enter into some long rebuilding window so that you can be good again by the time Trevor Story leaves it in arbitration if you haven't extended him or whoever else or, or David Dahl is becoming expensive. It, none of it makes sense. Timing wise. I think it comes from people who don't really they want to see Nolan Arenado play somewhere else and they always have. I mean mm-hmm.
5: that's it, definitely it, by it, the way.
1: Yeah. There there were two years of narratives from people saying he was definitely going to leave, then he signs this extension. Eight months later, a lot of the same people
4: suddenly are saying, Get rid of him. The the narrative what? around Rockies players leaving is crazy because I think the only one that left was Matt Holiday. Yeah. Well, otherwise, all they their yeah. Him. Well, and, and it's that's because he was, because going, he was to going, to going to walk. Right. Right. He wouldn't sign the extension. But otherwise, all of their major homegrown guys, they've paid. Yeah. And yeah. what's weird is that it really hasn't worked out that well for them to do that. Right. I mean, Tulo kept contracts getting hurt. aged well, and then they made the Tulo deal, right. and that deal hasn't it did nothing for both teams. Right.
1: And so, and, but that's the thing. If people were coming out and saying, you know what, they should trade Nolan Arenado because if he does start to get hurt or something, then it's really going to hamper the team the way the Tulo deal did. If that was an argument people were making, I'd be like, well, shoot. But Nolan's never had an injury problem.
3: Knock yeah, on wood. Yeah, yeah.
1: I almost didn't even finish the sentence, <laughs> but you know, he's he's been pretty healthy and pretty consistent in his career. He's twenty eight years old. He's one of the best players in there's no other this drives me crazy there's no other team in sports (laughs) who if they were coming off back-to-back playoff years and had one of the premier players in all of the sports maybe in the history of the sport a guy on a
4: hall of fame track yeah
1: uh, like probably is already the third greatest third baseman who's ever lived right now at 28 years old and people are like they should get rid of him because they can somehow find a way to make themselves better without that guy in Either that, or that's not your perspective. Is making the Rockies better? In which case, that's not. They're not going to trade from a position of not making themselves better.
3: Come okay, on. so just, we succeeded. We yeah, made, we made Drew I mad. Got, I
1: got riled awesome. up. That no one thing Wait,
5: happens really? in all sports too. In the NBA, a lot of people want to get superstars out of small markets,
1: and yeah. you're definitely spot on with that. It, it's just crazy. I mean, it's also I'm sure kind people of, are saying that about uh Janis, a couple of years ago i'm sure there, there
5: was an article that dropped literally the minute after milwaukee was eliminated in the uh playoffs last year like will Giannis oh. stay in milwaukee because
0: they can't win in the playoffs you know unbelievable real quick at the very beginning of that you named two pitch two pitchers was it rico and chichi rico and chichi that sounds like a Cheech and chong spin yeah
1: <laughs> it's been the year of rico and chichi
0: that's, that's what the Rockies and are Tim. right now. The
2: Rockies are a Cheech and Chong spinoff. And Tim Melville. And Tim.
0: Rico, Cheech, and Tim,
2: actually. <laughs> I'd would watch be that a show. Good, that'd be a great podcast. Yeah. Rico, Cheech, and Melville.
4: Mm. I like Tim. Because yeah. it's it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> right. so you and Rico are, and Cheech yeah, are awesome. So names. exotic, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, it's also kind of a moot point. Like, that could have been written or said at the trade deadline. Like, now it's a little late. And you know why it wasn't being written at the trade deadline? Because it was still like, oh, are they sellers? Are they buyers? We don't know. Right.
1: People forget they were actually, they They went on a stretch this year where they were the second best team in the National League for about a month and a half. And they were like six games over 500. And yeah. then that Padres series happened and Wade Davis fell apart and then everyone got hurt. Like,
4: I mean, this is the perfect storm.
1: Yeah. But, like, that's why I started with the Rico and chi thing. That's what's so weird to me is people are like, well, the Rockies are so terrible, therefore get rid of Charlie and Nolan. Like, the Rockies, like, they, they are starting these guys who don't. And, and <laughs> I love them. I love these guys to death. They don't belong in the big leagues. And they weren't planning on being here. And right. they're probably not going to be personal. here next year. Like,
4: right. Those guys just don't belong.
1: And, and they're not going to be major factors for the Rockies next year. So making decisions about your future regarding the best player your franchise has ever had because you're losing games badly that are being started by bu- guys who aren't going to be around next year it's just
3: it's this ju- is it's just It's why we bad this I'm is why broken. we paid
0: Drew the big bucks. He just made this he made good Rockies content on this podcast. I liked
1: <laughs> yeah. it. Hey thanks.
0: Oh <laughs>
1: hopefully there are, I'm I'm sure there are a lot of people listening to this who have checked out so hopefully that was <laughs> interesting
3: (laughs) all right well you guys should send us your beat the tweets and we'll we'll read them on the next show and also we're
1: gonna get some good ones oh yeah Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) also we're going to put a poll out on twitter on the post for um who won the week so be sure to vote on that and we'll be talking results next week
4: over connor (laughs) <laughs> vote for Connor. Vote for
3: Connor. Vote well, your plea Broncos. last time, vote for Drew and the Rockies <laughs> actually happened. They they want. It's just the AVS community will do anything AJ says.
4: <laughs> I like this idea. <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> Let's go to work, minions. <laughs> 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 Let's get it done. Go Buffs.
3: All right. Well, thanks I thought it was to Cisco. Oh.
4: Oh yeah. It's both. Okay.
3: Well, that's very very big of you, Admit. Ryan hates Cisco. No,
0: I don't. Uh, what is this, 2014? I don't really <laughs> like it. I'm a change man. <laughs> I <think> it's,
5: it's <laughs> a he, he doesn't like the <laughs> I feel sco. like if you're at least two years removed from college, you shouldn't be saying Sko. Absolutely.
0: No, I disagree 100%. Up. Strong over point.
2: Strong
3: point. No, Sko no, yes. is like, some uh,
0: that's it's something that is, yep. is unique to to the fan base. So is it, though? Yeah. You can oh, yeah. Say
3: I walk in the airport, and I'm wearing any Buffs gear. Someone just says, SCO <laughs> And yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. That's all you need. It's
0: like Roll Tide. Yeah. but better
1: when the game ended i <laughs> sent a tweet that literally just <laughs> <Skull>. said
3: everyone's everyone's yeah. not in their yeah. head on that one
5: oh, oh,
1: roll tide better. war eagle skull
5: <laughs> skull, skull. Oh, sorry no, skull. what did skull. i say, did I say? Skull say? yeah i like skulls. war too. tide <laughs> <No>. <laughs> war eagle roll tide skull oh, wow.
3: all right with that we're gonna finish iconic this. we're gonna finish this podcast up thanks for everyone for listening and stay tuned next week